Continuing reading from chapter 9 of Maddalila, describing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's travels in South India. Vishabhu Parvate Chali Aila Gaulhari Narayan Dekila Tangha Natistuti Kori so when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu arrived at Bishop Hill, so the temple of Narayan, he offered various prayers. Paramanandu Huritahan, Rahet Chaturmasa, Suni Mahaprabhu, Gela Puri Gosha Nirupasa. So Mahaprabhu, then he met Paramananda Puri in that area, who was staying at Bishop Hill, and for the duration of the Chaturmasya. When Mahaprabhu heard that he was riding there, he immediately went to, to see him. Puri Gosani Ruprabhu, Koila Charanavandana, Preme Puri Gosai Tangre, Koila Lingana. So seeing Puri Gosami Prabhu, Mahaprabhu offered prayers to his feet, touching his feet. Then Paramananda Puri embraced Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In ecstasy. Dina dina prime donghe, Krishna kotarange, sebi proghare donghe, rohe ekoshange. Mahaprabhu stayed with Paramananda Puri in the house of a Brahman, where Paramananda Puri was residing in the past three days there. Mahaprabhu Puri Gosai Bali, Ami, Jogopuru Shotome, Purushotan Deki Gode, Jogogongosnani. Puri Goswami told him that I will leave from here, I will go to Jagannath Puri, and from there I will go to Navadvip and take baths in the Ganga. Prabhu Kohe, Mahaprabhu, he replied, Tumi Puna Oisi Nilachale. You should again, Tumi Puna, I say, you should again come to Jagannath Puri. After bathing in the Ganges, Mahaprabhu said, You should return to Jagannath Puri. Ami Setu Bandhu. Or you say, Asiba Alpakale. So in Alpakale, in a little bit of time, Asiba, I will come back to again Puna Purushottam. First I will go to Saitabandhu, all the way south, and then I will return again to Jagannath Puri. You return and I will go south and meet you there, in other words, in Puri. Toma Nikate Rahi Hain Vanchahai Nilachale Asibe Morehana. So die. It's my desire to stay with you, and therefore, if you would return to Puri, you would show great mercy upon me. Eto bolitanna thangi e agnalana takine jolila prabhu harishitahana. After talking in this day with Paramananda Puri, the Lord took his permission to leave and depart for southern India, and the Lord himself was very pleased. Bahamananda Puri Tobe Chalila Nila Chale Mahaprabhu Chali Chali Aila Shri 
Shaila. So Parmanapuri began for Jagannath Puri and Mahaprabhu began heading south towards Sri Shaila. So here this is not the first place in Chaitanya Charitamrita we hear of Paramanandapuri. Paramanandapuri was mentioned first in the Lila of Chaitanya Charitamrita. We hear a little bit here, a few verses about his meeting with the Lord in the South, and we can gather something valuable from this meeting. Mahaprabhu touched the feet of Paramananda Puri. So Mahaprabhu had a very respectful relationship with Paramananda Puri. Why? Because, first of all, Paramananda Puri was a disciple of Madhavendra Puri. He and Ishwar Puri were very, very dear to Madhavendra Puri. And so Mahaprabhu respected Paramananda Puri like he would respect his guru. In fact, he said, I believe in Chaitanya Bhagavat, upon seeing Paramananda Puri, that today my eyes, today my dharma, today my sannyas, today my life is perfect because I have seen before me the self-same Gurudev Madhavendra Puri in Paramananda Puri. So, this is instructive to us that those who are associates of our Gurudev in good standing, as was Paramananda Puri, because you have to remember also, Ramchandra Puri was also a disciple of Madhavendra Puri, and he was not in good standing. In fact, it was Paramananda Puri that spoke very strongly and criticized that Ramchandra Puri when Ramchandra Puri was critical of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, envious of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He criticized his own Gurudev, of course, Ramchandra Puri, and criticized him, but demonstrated at the time of Madhavendra Puri, his Gurudev's passing from the world, that he had not understood anything about the inner life of Madhavendra Puri. The inner life of Madhavendra Puri, of course, was somewhat of a secret, there was Jaitanya Mahaprabhu and Rupa Goswami who brought that life out and distributed it widely. They said that the seed of the highest love that Jaitanya Mahaprabhu came to taste and distribute was found in Madhavendra Puri in terms of disciplic succession. Otherwise, some sense and feeling for this was out and about in the books of Chandidas and Jayadev's Gita Govinda Vidyapati, whose poems, all of which Mahaprabhu used to chant, and hear them chanted by Surup Damodar and by Ramananda and so forth in the later part of his Leela, but in a systematic way for distribution through Guru Parampara, this seed of what Mahaprabhu was all about came in Madhavendra Puri, so this was his inner life, and although he didn't in a sense speak about it widely that was left for Chaitanya Dev and Rupa Goswami and so forth. Still, it is the disciples' goal, ideal, to understand about the inner life of his or her Gurudev. And this is certainly the perfection of one's practice. Far from this happening, for Ramchandra Puri, he completely misunderstood the inner life of his Gurudev, Madhavendra Puri, and even went so far as to instruct him at the time of his passing from the world, when Madhavendra Puri was crying out, in the mood of Radha, in separation from Krishna, Ramchandra Puri told him something like, 
Don't lament. Nasochati, nakangshati, samasarveshu bhuteshu, madhvaktim labhateparam. Don't lament. The spiritual life is not about lamenting or hankering. You should have a peaceful mind. And Madhavendrapuri was just kind of letting out a little bit of what he was about. He was feeling lament. He was lamenting in the mood of Radha, in separation from Krishna. And Ranjanapuri told him, don't lament. This is not proper. So he was uh, dismissed. Meanwhile, each Harapuri, of course, understood the importance of Madhavendrapuri in his inner life and kept at his bedside and so forth. And he was given the benediction of what? Of having as his disciple, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So actually, Paramananda Puri then was a godbrother of the guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and a disciple in good standing, as was Ishvar Puri. The two are mentioned in that regard. And he criticized this Ramchandra Puri when Ramchandra Puri ended up criticizing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. See the difference. Ishvar Puri got the blessing of Madhavendra Puri. He got Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as his disciple. Ramchandra Puri did not get the blessing of his Gurudev, and he criticized Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for being a sannyasi that ate too many sweets because he found ants on the floor of the room that Mahaprabhu was staying in. So this obviously is meant to amplify the fact that if you want to find fault, you can. <laughs> Mahaprabhu, of course, took it very humbly, and he began to reduce his eating much to the dismay of all of his associates who couldn't tolerate this. And Parmanandapuri was the one who spoke up strongly and, and criticized Ramchandrapuri, chastised him, and, and so on. So he was a very good disciple of Madhavendrapuri and and a godbrother of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's guru. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to treat him like his own guru. So this is an important principle. We say Guru Varga, so the Guru has his own associates. And they're, at least to some extent, worshipable by us, especially if our Gurudev respects them very much, like Prabhupada so much respected Srila Sridhar Maharaj, so we show such regard for him naturally. So Mahaprabhu was here. Now he touched his feet, so he had a reverential type of relationship. Parmanadapuri was like a friendly uncle some parental affection towards Mahaprabhu. He had, he would give advice to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He gave Mahaprabhu his danda at the time that he received sannyas from Keshav Bharati. It was Parmanapuri who gave the danda. So throughout the Leela, we'll find that for the most part, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had this relationship with Parmanapuri where he would take advice from him. There's one place where he didn't take advice from Parmanapuri. In Jagannathpuri, that's where, as we hear from this section here, where Paramananda Puri came to reside along with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu wanted to stay in Puri with Paramananda. When he said he was going, Paramananda said he was going to Puri and then to Nilachal, and then from Nilachal, Jagannath Puri to Nadia, to bathe in the Ganga. Mahaprabhu said, please come back and stay in Jagannath Puri. I'll meet you there. So he was a principal associate of Mahaprabhu in Puri. When he had gone to Nadia, he stayed at the house of Sachi. And then when he himself heard news of Mahaprabhu's arrival, while a big arrangement was being made to bring the, all the devotees down to Puri, he couldn't wait for the arrangement. He went ahead early and met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he's a principal associate of his there. 
And the principle associated also in the sense that in the figurative tree of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's love of God, the Krishna Kaviraj Goswami describes the tree that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is both the tree and the gardener of the fruits of the tree, and the devotees are all branches and so forth. Nityananda Prabhu is one trunk and Dvaita another, and then so many branches are there. Well, the tree also has roots, and there are nine principal sannyasis who are the roots of that tree. And the principal root was Paramananda Puri, around the eight other sannyasis, Keshra Bharati and uh, Brahmananda Bharati, and there were eight in all of the eight directions, north, south, east, west, northeast, southeast, southwest, and so on. So he was very prominent sannyasi. And as I say, he used to give advice to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Mahaprabhu would take it with his feet, regard him as his Gurudev. But there's one occasion when he did not take his advice. And it's interesting that he was put forward. When in Puri, Mahaprabhu questioned Chota Haridas. Mahaprabhu set a strict standard as a sannyasi that made this Sannyasi disciples frightened. After all, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God, and he's Sadaishvarya Purna. As Kaviraj Goswami says, Yadadvaitam Upanisharam Tadapyasyatunavar Bantaryami Purushoti Sosham Savibhava Sadaishvarya Purna Saiha Bhagavan Sasayamayam Sadaishvarya Purna Mahaprabhu is God himself. Sadaishvarya Purna Saiha Bhagavan Sayam He's Swayam Bhagavan himself. Sadaishvarya means what? Sadaishvarya. So all six opulences. Chaitanya Krishna Jagati Paratattvam Paramiha. Nice verses. This is the Vastanudesh Shloka of Chaitanya Charitamrita. The verse tells what the book's all about. Yadadvetam Brahmupanishadi Tarapiyasyatanuba. That non dual reality spoken in the Upanishads is Tanubha, the light coming from his body. Atmantaryami Purusha Yatishoshamsavibhava. That Antaryami Purush Paramatma is expansion. And Sadaishvarya Purna Saiha Bhagavan Sasayamayam Natyatam Krishna Jagati Paratattvam Paramya. He's Bhagavan, so he's Brahman, he's Paramatma, he's Bhagavan, Swayam Bhagavan, Sadaishvarya Purna. The Sanyasi Gagwadar of mine asked me, how I would answer this question recently on the Sangha. He's a good preacher. He said, we say that Krishna is Sadaishwarya, Aishwarya Sasamagrasya, Viryasya, Yashashashvya, Jnana Bhairagya, This is the verse of Parasharamuni. What does it mean? It means Aishwarya Sasamagrasya, Viryasya, Yashashashvya, and Jnana Bhairagya. So he's, he has all wealth, all strength, all beauty, all knowledge, all fame, and all renunciation. So my godmother asked me that sometimes he gets the question while preaching that Krishna is said to be full in six opulences and therefore he's all attractive because whoever has these opulences to some extent is attractive. So he who has them all in full must be all attractive. So why isn't it mentioned that he's charming? all charming, all loving. This seems to be the main thing about him. It makes him attractive. He's all affectionate, all loving. <laughs> so I explained that actually this verse of Parashuramuni, which is a famous verse, it really speaks about God, not Ayana, not particularly about Krishna. 
that's one thing. Otherwise, Bhagavan, Bhagavan can mean who possesses all opulence. But Jiva Goswami has analyzed the word a little bit differently such that it comes to Krishna. Bhagava, Gagamayati. Uh, it means, uh, Ga means who charms all of his devotees with extraordinary affection, brings them back to his abode. Who has that? And Ba and Ba also. <laughs> so all these things have been analyzed by the Goswamis. And so Parashara's verse doesn't particularly refer to Krishna, who's actually more than Bhagavan, more than God. He's Swam Bhagavan. Therefore we say Sri Bhagavan, Uracha. So Sri must be there. He's the Lord of Sri, of Radha. Sri, of course, is one of the opulences, beauty. So we can also answer the question in that way. Beauty means charm, love, and all those things. So that is one of his opulences. But anyway, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has all six opulences in full. And therefore, when he exhibits the opulence of Vairagya as a sannyasi, no one can compare to that. No one can be a sannyasi like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is God exhibiting the full opulence of detachment. So he frightened the other sannyasis, even, by his standards. And the example of Chotaharidas is pertinent. He was really, by even the calculation of the times, by the sannyasis present, he was faultless. What to speak of our times, our calculation, <laughs> we will find Jyotaridas absolutely faultless, really. We can only think, oh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu must be just making an example, an extreme example. We can say like that. So extreme it was, as I say, even at the time, the devotees couldn't tolerate Mahaprabhu's mandate. Jyotaridas was a young sannyasi, Chota. It means little. It means he was young. He was uh, like a young man, and, uh, and he was a sannyasi, and Mahaprabhu came to eat at maybe Sarvabhama's house, I can recall, one of his devotees' houses in Puri, and he tasted the rice, and he asked where it had come from. And so Chotaharidas was brought, where did he get such rice? From the house of Malini Devi. And Malini Devi was old, widower, very late on in age, and Mahaprabhu said, I cannot take the rice. A man who's attached to a woman, something like that. And so he banned Shotaharidas from his company. So at least we're to understand, we shouldn't underestimate the power of Maya. But at the time, it was so shocking to all the devotees, they pushed forward Paramanandapuri to speak on behalf of Shotaharidas. And Paramanandapuri is... The principal root of the nine root, the central root, eight roots around which form the foundation of the tree of love of God. I mean, these men are deep <laughs> in Krishna consciousness. They're holding, uh, nourishing the whole tree of love of God. But their realization, insight, and, and their spiritual strength, self-control, and so forth. So important to crossing over to the other side of spiritual emotion. They pushed Paramananda Puri forward. He spoke on Jyotaharidas's behalf to try to pacify Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and lessen his chastisement of Jyotaharidas, who had been banned from Mahaprabhu's company. 
Mahaprabhu at this time, although he would always listen to Paramananda Puri, touch his feet, take his advice as his Gurudev, he said, well, you can do as you like. I'm out of here. Mahaprabhu said, have a nice day. He said, I started walking out the door. And Paramananda Puri went up, no, 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 you can do, you're the Supreme God, you can do whatever you like, but please, please, just sit down, please. Just sit down. And then he backtracked a little bit and he saw Mahaprabhu was unshakable in this. Oh, Mahaprabhu was a sannyasi of extraordinary character when the Supreme God wants to show vairagya, detachment. No one can compare to him. So Paramananda Puri, he was a great sannyasi. He was very dear to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu worshipped him, took his advice. Paramananda Puri lived with him in Jagannath Puri and he established a small monastery somewhere behind the Jagannath temple. And there was a problem there because he, where he had dug the well for his moth, the water was bitter. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu prayed to Jagannath that he would bring the Ganges there and make it sweet. And it happened. The water became sweet. So everybody likes to go and drink from Paramananda Puri's well in Jagannath Puri. Taste the Ganga there. And, of course, in Krishna Leela, he was Uddhava, always giving advice, good advice to Krishna good counsel in Dwaraka. So in Puri, he always gave good advice to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had high regard for him. So here they've met again in South India and Mahaprabhu has touched his feet, worshipped him, asked him, where are you going? I'm going after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I'm leaving. And he said, I'm going to Puri and then to Bhagavad Mahaprabhu said, come back to Puri. I'm going south and I'm returning just to be with you. Parananda Puri Gosai Ki Jai. Shiva Durga Rohe Tahan Brahmaner Veshe Mahaprabhu Deki Dong Har Hulila Vlase. So it was in Shishala that Mahaprabhu saw had he had the darshan of Lord Shiva and his wife Durga who were living there in the dress of Brahmins. One day the two of them, Devi and Mahadev, saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they became very happy. Teen Din Bikshadila Korini Mantran Nibrite Vasi Gupta Varta Kohe Dvijan. She was dressed like a Brahmin, gave alms to Chitan Mahaprabhu and invited him to spend three days in a solitary place. Sitting there, they talked very confidentially. Lord Shiva and Chitan Mahaprabhu. So this is of course relative to our particular Vaishnava Sampradaya. The other two prominent Sampradayas the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu meets in South India. One is the Sri Sampradaya, which we've already discussed at some length, and here coming later in this chapter, he'll meet with the Madhva Sampradaya, the Tatpavadis, as he calls them. So these two are not very fond of Lord Shiva. In fact, the Ramanuja Sampradaya will not go into a, a temple of Lord Shiva. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's position in relation to Lord Shiva is very different. Vishnu as Bhagavatam claims, makes it to as a great Vaishnav. And, of course, he has an important position as protector of the Dham. He's been placed at the gate of the Rasalila, Rastali, and no one can get in without his blessings. Mahabharata was, as we'll hear in his tour in South India, he went into many Shiva temples also. He showed regard for Lord Shiva from the Vaishnav point of view. So they sat, they talked confidentially. Tanra Sangi Mahaprabhu Kori Ishtogosti Tanra Agnalana Oila Puri 
Kama Kushti. So after talking with Mahadev, Mahaprabhu took his permission to leave and went to Kama Kushti Puri. Dakshin Matura Ila Kama Kushti Haite. Tahande Ka Hala Eka Brahmana Sahite. When Mahaprabhu arrived in southern Mathura from Kama Kushti, he met Brahmana. Sevi Pramahaprabhu Ke Kola Nimantran Ram Bhakta Sevi Virakta Mahajana. So, the Brahman that Mahaprabhu met, he asked the Lord to come to his home. And he was a great Vipra, learned fellow. And he was a great Ram Bhakta, Ram Bhakta Sai Vipra. So he's a great devotee of Ramchandra and he was learned also. And Virakta, he was detached. Virakta Mahajan, he was a great soul who was detached. So living in a renounced type of status. Now this is important. This little discussion coming is prefaced by a description of what this person was like. He was a devotee, Rambhakta, first and foremost. He was a vipra. So he had gyan also. Shastra gyan. He had knowledge. And he was detached. A great soul. He was in a renounced status of life. Then, Kritamalai snan kori. After taking his bath there in the river, Mahaprabhu went to the house of the Brahmin. But before taking his lunch, he saw that the food that was to be prepared for lunch was just sitting there. It had not been prepared. Mahaprabhu Kohitamli, Shuna Mahashai, Madhyanana Koilakene, so Mahaprabhu said, My dear sir, can you please inform me, Mahashai, that it, why it is that it's midday and uh, already and you haven't cooked? And you invited me to your house means you invited me for lunch. I've gone and taken my bath. I've come here now and I see the vegetables or ingredients are just sitting there. Why haven't you cooked? So the Brahmani said, Prabhu, more aranye vasati. Pakera samagiri bane namile samprati. The Brahman said, Oh, my Lord, we are living in the, in the Aranya, Aranya in the forest, and for the time being we cannot get enough ingredients for cooking. Banya shakapal mul anibe lakshman tobe sita kori ving pakaprayajana. When Lakshman brings the vegetables and fruits and roots from the forest, Sita will arrange the necessary cooking. Tanur upasana shuni prabhu tushta hoila aste vyaste sevi prandana kurila. So here it says that Tanur upasana, his upasana, his worship, prabhu tushta hoila, gave great satisfaction to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Aste vyaste sevi prandana kurila. Then finally, the Brahman made some hasty arrangements for cooking. So, the idea, of course, here is that he's a very great soul. He's very detached. He has this quality. He has virakti. He has shastra gyan. He's learned. He's a Ram Bhakta through and through. He's an advanced devotee. Ordinarily, if we go to somebody's house and they talk like this, we think they're nonsense. You understand? But because of who he was, but were his outward symptoms, Mahaprabhu took seriously his form of upasana, his form of worship. 
he was absorbed in Ram Lila, and he would go into the Lila and speak from that perspective like a mad person. It sounds crazy. The vegetables are sitting there, and he says, well, we're in a forest, what can we do? We're living in a forest, and there's only roots and fruits and grains here, and when Lakshman brings them, then Sita will cook. So, relax. <laughs> then he would come out of the, that situation, and then he hastily, here's mentioned, he quickly just put something together. So, when he came out of his trance, then he put a little something together as he would normally to eat, and it wasn't a big arrangement that he would think for himself for cooking his midday meal. He was absorbed internally. He was actually serving the Lord, Ram, in his Leela. Now, this is not the first Ram Bhakta that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has met. We heard earlier that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met a Ram Bhakta who was always chanting the name of Ram, but Mahaprabhu converted him to chanting the name of Krishna. He's not going to do that with this devotee. He's very satisfied with his worship. You know that the brother of Rup and Sri Sanatana Goswami's Balava or Anupam, as he's called, was a great Ram Bhakta. They left home together and they stayed up at night, made a pact. They discussed the tattva and they came to the conclusion that the worship of Radha and Krishna, this is the highest ideal. And although Anupam agreed in principle, he couldn't sleep all night because his heart had been given to Ramchandra. And shortly thereafter, he left the world, died in separation from Ramchandra. When Mahaprabhu heard all of this, he was very happy. He was very happy. He said, glorious is that devotee who cannot give up his Lord. And glorious is that Lord who will not give up his devotee. In other words, the Lord couldn't tolerate. Seeing the separation that Anupam was feeling for Ram, and just thinking about giving that up to worship Radha and Krishna. Because if we go to a neutral position, Tathastavichar, if we analyze neutrally, we say that the worship of Radha and Krishna in Madhuri Ras, this is the best thing, this is the highest thing. But just thinking about putting that into practice was not possible for him because his subjective reality, the subjective reality of his own inner emotions, his fully developed bhava, took over. And he couldn't tolerate the idea of how could he give up Ram Chandra? This may be better, even. We can analyze objectively, but again, I do that. So, on account of this type of dilemma, he left the world, feeling separation. Just the thought that maybe he had to give up the worship of Ram Chandra was intolerable for him. And so what happened is that Ram Chandra couldn't tolerate separation from that kind of a bhakta. So that's what we call death. He brought him back. Mahaprabhu said, Glorious is that Lord who will not give up his devotee. Glorious is that devotee will not give up his Lord. He didn't try to tell him, oh, you should give up the worship of Ram. That's a lower thing, Nayudya. So, and also he had the association of Rupsnathan. Why didn't he get the Manjari Bhav? Because this development of this Bhav is not simply a product of association. Because there's something lying dormant, it doesn't have the capacity to manifest on its own. But because it's there, when we get association, it comes out. Some people say there's nothing there, but when you associate with a great devotee, whatever he has, then you get that through diksha and the culture and so forth. Why didn't he get the Manjari Bhav? So, this is a side point for us in the Bhaktivinoda Paribar, important one. So Mahaprabhu was happy with him, satisfied. And here he's satisfied with this Ram Bhakta also. He's not going to try to convince him to give up 
chanting Ram Nam. He's too far gone in Ram Lila. I was once walking with Prabhupada in Vrindavan and we walked through the Rangaji Gardens. Beautiful gardens for Rangaji. And they bring the deity out there in a parade sometimes. So we were walking in the morning and on the way, as we were going in some distance, a man was coming the other way and Prabhupada said to him, Hare Krishna! And that man lifted up his, his stick and shook his fist and said, Hari Ram! And Prabhupada laughed and he said, you will not give up chanting Ram or chanting Hare Krishna. And we walked further and then Prabhupada turned and he said, but even in Rasalila, Ramchandra came, made appearance in Rasalila when Krishna was with Radha to come and offer jewels to Radha. So I never heard it anywhere in the scripture, Prabhupada told this short story. And then we were coming back, and it was a long walk, and we were coming back the other way, and the man was com- we were coming out, and the man was coming in at the same time. It was all <laughs> very magical. Then Prabhupada lifted his cane and shook his fist and said, Hare Krishna! And the man said, Hare Ram! Like that. And Prabhupada was very happy. So, here this devotee is very deeply absorbed, and it's his absorption is appropriate, as I mentioned, because he has some qualification to learn. He has knowledge. He's a bhakta through and through. He's detached. He's not even interested in cooking. He quickly makes something as he comes out of his trance and eats and goes back into Ramlila. Sometimes he forgets about eating. Forget Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, God himself has come. He invited him for lunch. And when God himself has come to take lunch, he's, he forgets. He says, well, just take it easy. When Lakshman brings the vegetables, the roots and fruits, Sita will cook something. So Mahaprabhu is very taken by his love. So with that hasty meal that he cooked, then Prabhu Bhiksha Kaila Dinatritya Prahare Nirvina Sevi Upavaskari. Mahaprabhu took his lunch then, it was about three o'clock in the afternoon. Tritya Prahare, about three in the afternoon. But the Brahman, being very sorrowful, he fasted. He didn't even eat. Again he's gone back into the Leela. Prabhu Kohe Bhikkhonghe. So the Brahman was fasting, Mahaprabhu asked him, Why are you fasting? Why are you so unhappy? Why are you upset? And you seem to be in anxiety and worried. Viprakohe, Jivani more nahi prayojan. Angi jale praveshiya chadiva jivana. He says, Jivani more nahi prayojan. There's no reason for me to be living. Why shall I live? Better I, I'll give up my life by entering the fire or the water. Jagan Mata Mahalakshmi Sita Thakurane Rakshase Sparsila Tangre Iha Koneshuni My dear sir, Mother Sita is the mother of the universe and the supreme Lakshmi, Mahalakshmi herself. She's been touched by Ravan, Rakshasha. I am troubled upon hearing this news. So he's gone again into the Leela. And Mahaprabhu's talking, why aren't you eating? And he says, this is why. Eat? Sita has been kidnapped by Ravan. And you talk about eating so that I can continue my life. Better I give up my life. And I'm a devotee of Ram. And Sita has been taken by a demon. And you talk about eating. I did, couldn't do anything about it. I should give up my life. This is madness. Desirable madness. E sharirad dharibare kobunaju jai. E dukke jwale deha pran nahi jai. 
Sir, due to my unhappiness, I cannot continue living. Although my body is burning, my life is not leaving. Mahaprabhu said, please don't think in this way any longer. You're a learned pundit. Why don't you consider the case? So Mahaprabhu was bringing from bhav to tattva to some kind of reality. Mahaprabhu doesn't want him to die. Fast until death. Ishwara Prayasi Sita Chidananda Murti Prakrita Indri Er Tangret Nikita Nahi Shakti. Mahaprabhu said, Sita Devi is the dearmost wife of Ramchandra. Certainly she has a spiritual body. And no one can see her with material eyes, for no one has such power. Sparshibar Karja Achuka Napai Darshana Sitara Akriti Maya Horila Ravana. To say nothing of touching Sita, persons like Ravana with material senses, they can't even see her. When Ravana kidnapped her, he only kidnapped him in an illusory form of Sita. So Mahaprabhu was giving the tattva. He's absorbed in the Lila. Mahaprabhu is bringing him back through philosophy. Sita can't even be seen with material eyes, what to speak of touched. She has a spiritual body. Ravana, Asitei Sita, Antardhanakoila. Ravanera Agi Maya Sita Pataila. As soon as Ravana arrived before Sita, she disappeared. It was just a cheat Ravana that she sent an illusory material form. Aprakrita Vastunahe Prakrita Gochar Veda Puranete E Kohinirantar. So spiritual substance is never within the jurisdiction of material conception. This is always the verdict of the Vedas and the Puranas. Vishwas Karatumi Amaravachane Punarapi Ku Pavana Na Korihamane. Mahaprabhu then assured the Brahman, have faith in my words and do not burden your mind any longer with this misconception. Prabhura Vachane Vipra Hila Vishwas Pojana Kurila Hila Njivan Arahasha. Although the Brahman was fasting, he had faith in the words of Mahaprabhu and he accepted food. In this way his life was saved. So Mahaprabhu is now going to continue on further south and he will revisit this Brahmana and give him Shastra Praman to further solidify his point. He believed in Mahaprabhu's words, but the Mahaprabhu hasn't given any scriptural support per se about this illusory form of Sita. Now he'll go further south. As we'll hear, he'll find some evidence from Shastra, from Brahmana, and bring it back to this Brahmana. So the main point here tonight is that how deeply absorbed he was and what were the external qualifications that Mahaprabhu saw in him that made him happy with this kind of talk and allowed him to understand that he was actually genuinely absorbed in Ramlila. Any question? As far as I understand, is that the slope of the living entity is fixed over here? The constitutional positions of so they have different parambaras according to the different tones of the living entity? Well, in a general sense, perhaps. Just like Prabhupada was widely recruiting from everywhere. So sometimes there are gurus who recruit very widely and they may recruit people who are in their particular group or they may just recruit for the Sampradaya. Mm-hmm. And then that person will in the next life or sometimes be situated in relation to a guru 
whose group he's in. Maybe different persons have different swarup, they can have the same guru, it's also possible, within parameters. But for the most part, obviously, people who are interested in shantam, dasya bhakti of Vaikuntha, they're going to be attracted to Sri Sampradaya or Madhva Sampradaya, where those things are considered the ideal. Bodhi Sampradaya is about the Braj Bhakti. So people have some adhikar for Braj Bhakti, they'll naturally come to Mahaprabhu Sampradaya. Although Bhakti Thakur suggests that everybody should come to Mahaprabhu. He's Swayam Bhagavan and his Hare Krishna Mantra is universal, so whatever is your position, you easily get it. More easily, you're going to get liberation in Vaikuntha, in Dasya Bhakti, by worshipping Mahaprabhu, even in worshipping in the, in the Sampradayas that specialize in that. Because Mahaprabhu is who he is. <laughs> That was his idea. Well, not entirely, but his idea was that all the Sampradayas should unify around Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai, Gaurnitananda ki jai, Gaurya Vaishnava Guru Paramparaki jai, Vaishnava Brinda ki jai, Gopramananda.